Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to take a little journey backwards in time here and discuss a topic that uh, someone sent me. It was an email uh, that I thought was rather interesting, but the story that goes with the email is probably just as interesting. And basically what the story is saying is that in this day, in this age, young people, a very large percentage of young people are starting to invest in real estate. Now, why is that unusual that this is anything important as a story? Because if you go back when I was young, there were only the only people that talked about real estate investing were something for nothing, midnight madness, real estate guru guys that had these, um, oh, what were the infomercial things on TV? And they just talked and jumped up and down and screamed and told you about all oh, how you're going to get rich and so on and so forth. And that's all that was out there. And I went to those programs to get my inspiration. Really not that much education, but enough inspiration to want to find the real education. Um, but they were out there. There was courses by guys by the name of Dave Del Dotto, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carlin Sheets, just to name a few that you probably heard. Even Donald Trump had a program that now Trump's program has been sued out of business and he had to pay a fine, a lawsuit, and he had to settle it. Um, all the rest of those guys are gone. Some of them even went to jail, um, for different reasons. But what was happening was the real estate at the time was sort of a, the wild, wild west. It was like, okay, here's something that no really smart, educated, intelligent person does. They don't go buy real estate. You know, real estate is taxes and it's tenants and it's toilets and it's terrible and it's risky and it's this and it's that. It's everything bad. And you had experience with it being bad because your parents did it, your grandparents did it, and they didn't do it as if they knew what they were doing, as if it was a business. They did it because they got stuck with a house. Grandma died. They took over grandma's house and turned it into a rent house. They moved, took a job somewhere else, and they took the house they used to have and turned it into a rent house because they couldn't sell it. Maybe two people got married. They had an extra house between the two of them. They turned that into a rent house. There was a lot of don't want to be landlords out there that really didn't know what they were doing. And they messed it up and messed it up bad. And then they shared those stories with their family and with their friends. And so the generalized theory out there that was real estate was really just for the bad, bad people that were dumb as a rock. And I say bad in that they were the low end urchins of the world that really couldn't get into a 401k, really didn't know how to work and get a job and save money. It was just the something for nothing. If I put a buck down, I might make $10,000 on a deal or whatever, you know, that's all it was when I started. When I started 
teaching real estate. It was after I had already retired at 34 years of age. And I realized early on that although I knew how to do, because I'd taken all those courses, all those little something for nothing, get rich quick tricks, all the, you know, buy real estate, nothing down type of techniques. And by the way, I've done many of them, but I didn't teach them. I said, well, Dell, why didn't you teach the super tricks? Because the super tricks only work once in 10,000 tries. In other words, if there's 10,000 houses to get sold, only one of them gets sold on a super trick. So if I'm going to go out there and teach people and give them an idea that only works once every 10,000 attempts, then I got a pretty crummy business, at least business model. Uh, and you're taking advantage of people, and you're just like all the other Dave Delgado, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, Mylans, Ron LeGrand, Carl Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, and Donald Trump courses did. And I didn't want to do that. So I started teaching them just conventional real estate. Um, along came a guy that was a believer in what I was doing. He was a real estate broker. He said, hey, why don't you partner up with me and we'll start a real estate company for lifestyles. And we did. And so we had we were able to go get real estate deals for people. So not only could we give them the education on how to do this stuff, we could actually help them find the deal. And that really turned the whole thing around, um, that it was real and it was functional. Now, fast forward 33 years, and we now have over 50,000 clients that are registered. Um, we've probably got, if I had to guess, 100,000 total clients, but only like 50,000 of them are active. And that's over the whole country, so that's really not that much. That's 1,000 in each state, each in 50 states. There's probably another 1,000 that are inactive, but what does that mean to be inactive? And our membership, if you buy a membership, you never lose the membership. You use it as long as you need consulting. And then if you get to the end of your money, you say, okay, I invested all the stuff I had planned to put into real estate, and I'm going to step away for a while until I save some more money or until one of these other deals uh, doubles in value and I refinance and take the money out or I sell it and double up and buy two or three properties. Um, there's no need for me to come in. I'm, you know, I'm not doing it. I don't have any money to invest. So I realized that early on, and so I set up the membership where you could step away from it and you could come back and pay a small renewal and get back involved again. And hence, that's probably one of the reasons why we've lasted, because people have come and gone and come and gone and come and gone, and the blood doesn't go away. The the deep-rooted understanding of what we do stays with lifestyles because of that decision to set the membership up in that manner. But what's really interesting to me, and this is this is probably egotistical, and if it's not egotistical, it at least sounds egotistical is that when I started, I was the only voice. I mean, there was there was nobody out there that was the voice of reason across the nation talking about on the radio every day about investing in real estate as an alternative to a 401k, as an alternative to an IRA, as an alternative to having a financial planner, to completely let all of those things go and make real estate your lifelong investment plan. Nobody out there was suggesting that except myself. And as I created that belief system, the, the pushback on it was massive. I mean, even the big name guys like Robert Kiyosaki was all about the stock market and the mutual fund market and the this and the that and, 
And Dave Ramsey was all about the stock market and the mutual. And these guys were big name guys on the radio. But they were saying exactly opposite of what I was saying. Over the years, we've been able to grow real estate investing so successfully that other real estate guru programs have come out of ours all over the country. I would be willing to bet, and um, I'd be willing to do this if anybody wants to really track it down, but mo- all the gurus I know, the real estate gurus that, that teach this stuff now, were either my ex-employees or my ex-customers or both. And um, what happens is, is they come here and they see what we've done, and then they would take it back to where they live, and they'd say, hey, well, I'd rather be the guru, you know, than then go out there and actually invest in real estate. Um, I know there's even a big national guy that used to be a car salesman that claims that he started real estate investing when he was 16 or, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. And the guy doesn't have one thing on the Internet from 30 years ago, one thing that he ever did anything 30 years ago. He started about 10 years ago when he saw how successful my people were, and he just piled on. The, The word is getting out there beyond just my radio shows, and the other radio shows that other people are now copying, and there's hundreds of shows. Even in Houston, Texas, where I live, there's five shows a day that are real estate shows. But I know every single one of the guys giving the shows, they're all derivatives of they were either my own vendors, or, you know, people that work for me. They were my own employees or they're my own customers at one time. Um, and they just want to go on the show to market their their product, whatever their product is, and so on and so forth. But that's okay. I don't mind that because five times a day, from them and two or three times a day from us, we're on the radio talking about real estate now. I don't think the stock market gets that kind of exposure anymore. There's people out there selling annuities. That's a big one now. They're trying to sell annuities. And so that gets a lot of radio play uh, out there. But the one that gets me the most, and I wanted to share this one with you, is the lies about gold and silver. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki just totally just blows my mind. He he started a real estate guru seminar program. It totally blew up in his face. He sold it to somebody else for millions, and then it blew up in that guy's face uh, because the product was garbage. And Robert Kiyosaki never really was a real estate investor. If you read his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he bought a condo, a condo. If you read his second book, um, Wealth, How the Wealth, or no, quad, Cashflow Quadrant, he bought a eightplex, and that bought his wife a car. And that's the extent of what he really bought. Then in his other books, he talks about, well, I bought into all these other things. Yeah, sure. I don't think so. I think he just started investing with other people is what he did. Uh, but I know he's not a real estate investor because he's on TV touting gold and silver. Anybody that's ever been a real estate investor would never tout gold or silver if they were a true real estate investor. Why? Because I've never seen anybody get rich from gold or silver. I don't lay awake at night hoping and or worrying that gold or silver doesn't go up or down or the Fed messes with it. They can mess all they want with real estate interest rates. And as we talk about it over the, the, the weeks past and the weeks to come of what's happening in the economy as they change everything, you won't ever see me sweating. Because why? Because I have fixed rate mortgages at low interest rates. I didn't go for any of that adjustable rate mortgage junk. I didn't go for any of that interest-only junk. I got fixed-rate mortgages for long-term periods like 10-year mortgages, right? So let's go to this article now and see where people are at. This is a National Association of Realtors article. 
the copy says, young buyers focus on investment properties to build wealth. And here I read, read the first two paragraphs. As many under the age of 40 are looking at real estate as a means to generate income rather than looking for their own home to live in. A new survey shows. We'll take a short break, come back, and see how important that statement is. We'll be right back with the Bell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you're going to find that the marketplace is changing and it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you, but some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals, and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one. Join us for the free online workshop, and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Again, that's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at LifestylesUnlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Bombsy Radio Show. Today we're discussing uh, the changing guard from the stock market, 401ks, IRAs, annuities, guys, uh, to the real world where people, and really more specifically younger people, are starting to understand that in our day and age, if you're going to actually ever retire, it's not going to happen by sticking money in a 401k or an IRA. It's not going to happen by giving your money to some financial planner. It's not going to happen by buying annuities or gold or silver. You're going to need to get a hold of real assets, and those real assets are real estate. Those assets are going to go up with this inflation that we're living right now. My investors, myself, do we worry about this inflation? No, I'm actually going, my gosh. You should see how rapidly my wealth is going up. I said, well, Dell, inflation takes away from your buying power. Nah. My buying desires are minuscule compared to my asset wealth. And as my asset wealth grows exponentially through all this inflation, my buying desires are already satiated. They're, they're minuscule. And if I did have more buying desires, they would be more graciated by the fact that I have more real estate value. I would have more cash flow. I'd have a better situation. So... The young people are just now starting to get their arms around that, and this article by the National Association of Realtors is pointing this out. 
I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, I'm growing number of young adults are charting a different path towards building wealth through home ownership, prioritizing buying an investment property before a primary residence. According to a new survey by whoever that is, a company that leverages technology tools to help investors buy, finance, and manage single-family properties. So I guess that, that technology company come to that conclusion. Now, guys, there's two or three things in that statement that are pretty important. One, I have said now for 30 years to people, and if any of you have listened to me for years and years and years, you know this is true. You can verify this. It's easy enough to go online and see what I've talked about on YouTube and this and that where you can hear me. I have said for years you should buy a rent house before you buy a real house. Why? Uh, a personal residence, excuse me, because the rent house will pay for your personal residence or at least a couple rent houses if you buy. depends on the cost of your personal residence. But once you go buy a personal residence, you use up your ability to buy assets because it sucks up your debt-to-income ratio. What people don't understand, and the young people are starting to realize this, is you can buy all the rental houses you want because it doesn't suck up your debt-to-income ratio. Why? Because you have income covering the debt. And so every time you buy a rent house, you have more income, which extends your debt-to-income ratio potential. And so you can buy rent houses forever. I had over 100 rent houses at one time. I didn't even have a job. I'd quit my job. And it didn't matter. I could still get mortgages. Why? Because I had income. And that's what rental properties do. They create increase your income. Now, after you increase your income, you can afford to go out and buy a nice house. And the income from the rental properties will pay for the house. And so it would be very easy to get one. So it's very appropriate to buy your rental properties before your personal residence. But it goes on in this article and explains in its second reason, which I started touting about three or four years ago, right before COVID. About four years ago, five years ago, we decided to go national. I think it's four or five now. And the reason we went national is because we had so many investors in Houston and Dallas, and then in San Antonio and Austin and Corpus Christi, that we needed other places to buy real estate. I mean, before that, we had people from all over the country who would come to Texas because Texas was really the fastest growing state in the union and buy real estate here. But we were running out of stuff that we weren't just buying back and forth between each other. I mean, that's how big we are, guys. I mean, it's hard for you to understand what it means to have a group that you belong to, a co-op with 50,000 people that all know each other. I mean, come on. And so we started going all over the country. And I came up with a theory, live where you want, because a lot of people started moving. They go, you know, Del, Texas is an okay place to be in business, but I'd rather live on the coast somewhere. I'd rather live in Florida. I'd rather live in Colorado. I'd rather live in maybe even California, if you don't mind the, the liberalism out there. Um, but because the, it's so beautiful. And so people wanted to live, and I came up with this concept, live where you want and buy where you should. Because in most of those places where people want to live, the real estate's so expensive that it really doesn't cash flow. If you buy it and you rent it, it doesn't cash flow. Secondly, most of the really nice places to live other than like Florida are liberal. And so the, the landlord-tenant laws are very bad. They're very anti-landlord. And so they're really not the place where you want to own any rental real estate. You want to own it in conservative states, in conservative cities, uh, whenever possible. So uh, I'll read a 
rest of this next article, it says young people are discovering that buying an investment property gives them the best of both worlds. They can live wherever they want, including cities where they they can't yet afford to buy and still become property owners, which, as we learned in our survey, is still considered an important part of the American dream. So in other words, they're renting, guys. Get this. People say, well, you should buy. You should buy. You're wasting money. That's the old adage. You should buy yourself a home because every cent you're spending towards rent is wasted money. No, every cent you spend towards renting is consumption. And you're consuming a place to live. And if you can't afford to live where you want to live, then you rent. Right? It'd be like saying nobody could have a car unless you could afford to pay cash for the car. No. If you can't afford a car, you rent a car or you mortgage a car. If you can't afford to mortgage it, you lease it. You're going to get what you want one way or another and use your money for good investments because cars depreciate, right? No reason to stick all your money into a car unless you just got so much money you don't care like me. And if you see what this article is saying is that the younger generation gets it now. In fact, they, I think they said in here, I think I read it earlier, that people under 40, it says compares to baby boomers now have 27% of, say, 9% of baby boomers and 27% of Gen Xers are now building wealth through real estate. 9% of baby boomers, 27% of Gen Xers. So it's growing, guys. It's growing. Baby boomers, I guess, would be me. And in my generation, like I said, they fought me tooth and nail about this stuff. They're saying, no, no, no. Now, what's happening, guys, and you need to be aware of this if you come to any of our meetings and stuff uh, or hang out, you find out is we've got kids. And, like, I've got one coming on next Tuesday that started at 18 years of age. By 30 years of age, he's a multimillionaire. We've got kids that are 18, 19, 20 years of age going out there and starting businesses and buying apartment complexes. We've got kids out there that are, you know, in in their teens with their parents signing for the documents and are building, instead of small savings accounts, they're building portfolios. And this is massive because when you do that, these kids are going to be able to retire in their 30s. And you think about that. Being able to retire by the time you're 30, many of these kids have decided to give up college. The money that their parents would have given them for college would gladly are investing in real estate deals to become wealthy. And what's interesting is the parents get into the deal with the kids, they become wealthier too. Whereas if you give your kids money to go to college, you end up becoming poorer, more poor, poorer. So somebody sent me an email here. I wanted to share this with you just to give you an idea of one of the most basic concepts we have here at Lifestyles, which is best product, best price. Why are we always full? Because we are the best product at the best price. Imagine I could give you the best cell phone and I could give it to you for a lower price. Hey, Apple says they've got the best phone, but they charge a higher price. Uh, Everything out there that says it's a better product charges a higher price. But what if I could have the best product and charge you the same or a lower price? I'm going to be full. And once I put a tenant in there, I don't have to worry about it anymore. That unit's rented. It's done for 12 months. So if you don't understand that basic concept, then you're going to have all the nightmares that people have in real estate. But I'm going to share this email with you because it it sort of 
clarifies it. it says Dell, I wanted to share the below message I received from a police officer who worked in the precinct near my Charlotte IO independent real estate owner deal. The property is known to be located in a rough neighborhood, crime, prostitution, homelessness, purple Martians galore. The previous owner attempted to pump money into the property to make it better, but quit when things became difficult. Uh, the police officer sent him this email, said, hey, Gerald, just met your security team again. The guys look like they're doing a good job. Very visible. The place is looking great. They said it's real quiet, which means, which which it seems to be. Uh, I gave them my information but did not share my personal cell phone. That's just for you and hope we can uh, stay in contact if you need me via email or the office number. I appreciate you putting in all the time. Thank you. I actually see people out there painting and doing work on the screens. It's nice to see people take care of the property. I simply responded by saying my investment model includes offering the best product at the best price for my best people I can get. I want to be the guy that changes this neighborhood, not the guy who gave up. There it is, folks. We take over properties that other people give up on, that other people destroy, and we fix them and turn them around. We buy them at an inexpensive price, and we make them worth a lot, lot more. We make a ton of money because we know how to do that. You may think you know how to do that, but you don't. Real estate is counterintuitive. When I give the seminar, it blows people's minds, and all my consultants give the seminar, it blows people's minds that just about everything you thought you should do, you probably shouldn't. And most of the things you should do, you would never have thought to do. That, my friend, is the other half of the story that these young people are going to need to learn to be able to make money the way we do and make the decision to go into real estate at an early age a good one. If they learn that message and they learn it soon enough and strongly enough, then they're going to be able to make a lot of money in real estate investing. And if you're considering it, I highly recommend that you get to one of our free workshops. Watch our YouTube channel. Listen to me on the radio. Get involved and get educated before you make these financial decisions because real estate is easy. People are difficult. And those people that are difficult are the tenants and the contractors and the brokers and the real estate agents and the mortgage people and all the people out there you have to deal with. If you don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about, those people are going to be difficult to deal with. And they've got their agenda. And remember, If you don't have a plan to succeed, then you by default have a plan to fail. And if you let people manipulate you and tell you what you need to do instead of you having a solid plan and doing what should be done, then it's just as likely you'll fail. And then all of this hard work for 33 years of trying to change your motivation to go out there and do what we do will bend for naught because you have to do it correctly to make it profitable. Now, one last thing before we get off the air here, and that is interest rates. You need to understand that the interest rates out there in savings accounts are going through the roof, through the ceiling, and that's going to force sellers to lower their prices because If you can make more with a savings account than you can with investment, 
people have to lower the price to allow the the profitable the profitability of the real estate deals to come in line with that. American Express is now offering 2.35. Now remember, interest rates on savings accounts was less than one third of one percent just six months ago. American Express 2.35, Marcus 2.5, CIT 1%, Discover 2.35, uh, Synchrony 2.13, Pure Point, uh, Bank 7 2.5, Popular Direct 2.47, North Bank 2.95, Citizens Access 3, CIBC 3.03, Customers Bank 1.49, and VO Bank 0.75. As you can see, there's a good place to park your money while you're waiting for those incredible deals to come along to change your life. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.